This is Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. We bring you stories of faith and God's goodness shared by people like you. I pray we build and encourage your faith. If you have a story to tell, please let us know by contacting us through our website at amazedbygod.com. We would love to help you share it with the world. While you're there, check out our other ministries. And if you would like to support the work God is doing through us, you can find the details on our website or go to patreon.com forward slash Mark Now here's your host, Mark, with a story of faith. Hello and welcome, welcome to Amazed by God. This is your host, Mark. And with me today is Jill Warball. Hi. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you? I'm okay. I'm hoping all this goes well. This is the first podcast I've done without the person in the room. Um, but uh, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to this new opportunity. Uh, Michelle, who was, what, two weeks ago, um, uh, had, yep. had introduced us. Um, you listened to her podcast, and I was very, very thankful that you were willing to share and be on the podcast with us. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. How long have you known Michelle? I met Michelle probably, I would say, um, five or six years ago, actually. Um, so she is actually an integral part of my testimony. Um, she actually is, a, well, she attended the very first non-denominational Christian church that I ever had gone to. And um, we went on a missions trip and she was actually my roommate. And then she is um, a bit older than me and she asked me if she could mentor me. And um, so she was a really integral part of my story. But um, so we're very tight <laughs> at this point. That's cool. Um, and so you went on a mission trip and, and met her there. So uh, you also run a blog and a women's group. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. I do. So um, I have a blog. It's a it's a faith blog, but also I talk about, you know, mom life, marriage, um, and all that good stuff, but it's faith-based, um, and um, I started that probably about four years ago after I read Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. I always um, sang and was in theater my whole life, and <clears throat> when I read, when I was about to read Purpose Driven Life after I became a Christian, I thought, oh no, here we go, God's going to tell me to run off to Nashville or somewhere like that and be a singer through this book, and funny enough, he told me throughout the pages, um, you know, there's a pain, there's a, there's a purpose for your pain. Cause I went through a lot and he kept saying, write, write, write your story, write your story. And, and that's how the blog started. So what was the um, name of the blog? That way. I'm so, sorry. What was the name of the blog? It's, um, so it's www.fabfitflawedmom.com. But, um, Overall, it's fabulously flawed, and then the name of the women's group that I run is fabulously flawed women community, um, and we do all that on um, on a private group on Facebook, and it's pretty cool. Um, it's it's growing, and it's a bunch of um, women, obviously, and we go through a new Bible study each month together. Um, we do Zoom calls each week, um, and we become great friends some of them I didn't even know um now have become you know some of my closest friends and we meet twice 
a year and we do service projects and um, every every month um, there's there's a membership um, to be in it but the membership there's a portion that goes towards the house of Ruth which is um, you know a place for women and children to go after they've been in domestic violence abusive situations yeah I've done a lot of work for the house of Ruth uh, back when I was a youth pastor here in Glen Burnie uh, my nice. kids went over there, the one over by Fort Meade. So okay. I don't know if there's more of them. I'm not sure. If they, there <laughs> are. Yeah, yeah, there's so, a lot. So we, we did we did a lot of projects, and, and we worked with the House of Ruth because it was a, definitely a way to get people acquainted in a nice, safe, and great environment. Yeah. And you'll hear part of my testimony today why House of Ruth was the chosen organization, but it is a great organization, and... Um, it's it's just cool that not only are we studying God's word together and iron sharpens iron and we're this community, but at the same time that we're doing this, you know, it's we're we're participating with House of Ruth. We're partnering partnering with House of Ruth, um, you know, just to better ourselves and to better the world. So that's awesome. It's, yeah, it's been I'm, exciting. I'm a big opponent to to making sure that we're we're going out. We're not stuck inside of the church walls. You know, doing right. ho- doing homeless ministry with my son so that he gets just acquainted to it and knows that the world's bigger than himself. And, and, you know, the, the things that I bless him with that, that isn't how the world works everywhere. So I, I, I'm very encouraged and look forward to hearing this. So Jill, tell me what has God done amazing in your life? Um, so, um, it's crazy. Um, I guess, you know, when you start, what has he done? It's been from day one. When you, when you enter the world, um, you know, but, um, I guess where I would start my story is I have always loved the Lord. Um, my dad is, and, and my parents are together. I come from a great family. I have a brother and a sister and, um, my dad always taught us to put God first. And I just always loved Jesus at the way he talked about him, the stories, um, and all of that, but I went to Catholic school. My dad wanted, and my mom wanted us to hear about Jesus in school because they knew most of our um, hours spent as children would be in in those walls of school, and um, they both worked, so, you know, they would do as much as they could, but they also wanted us at a place where we would learn about the Lord, so we went to Catholic school, and um, I learned so much about the Lord. I came from an extremely loving family and, um, I did pray and all that good stuff. But then, um, as you know, there's a lot of tradition and a lot of, um, I guess rules when it comes to Catholicism and nothing against it at all. It's my, it's my roots. Um, and it, it taught me about who Jesus is, but at the same time, I didn't learn much about the grace message. So, um, as I got older and, um, you, your bubble kind of grows and it, you know, you meet more people that are different than you and you get curious and you start going out into the world. Um, when I was about 19 years old, I was in a relationship with someone who was much different from what I came from and what I knew. And unfortunately it was extremely abusive. Um, I, knew from the beginning that, you know, I, he was different, but I was curious. And I think a lot of us kind of test the waters, um, around that stage in life. And, 
um, the funny thing about me was when everybody was in high school and having sex and all that stuff, I was very protective of being pure. And for me, it was really important um, because of how I was raised. Um, But then again, like as you get older and you meet different people and things happen um, that you don't expect and you start testing the waters, I um, definitely found myself doing things in this relationship that I would have never, ever dreamed I would be doing. Um, And unfortunately, um, there was a lot of partying. There was a lot of um, substance abuse. And uh, I went outside the walls of, you know, what I had stood for originally as far as purity was concerned. And then um, I had to, it got so bad that unfortunately I ended up going to Um, the police and he ended up being incarcerated and it was a really, 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 really hard time in my life. Um, and then after that, um, situation, I kept on this kind of path of dating people that had that kind of side to them. And I don't know, they say a lot of times that happens because, um, kind of once we accept less, we keep accepting less and we keep being attracted to the same things and those people. And, and, and what I can say about, um, I guess men and probably women that are abusive, that they have a very charming manipulative thing way about them. Um, and I was attracted to that. So I found myself consistently in other relationships that were either verbal or physically or a little of both, but they were not nearly as bad as what I had gone through the first time. And I kept giving those people excuses. Well, it's not as bad as the last guy. It's not as bad as the last guy. But but it wasn't good per se. (laughs) Right. It wasn't good at all. I've talked, I've talked to a lot of people and, and people actually have reached out to me because of some of the other podcasts we've had on here already. So, um, I would, I, I have been shocked just at how many, how many women will settle for less? I haven't had any guys reach out to me, so I don't know what it's like, but will settle for less because, and you hit the nail on the head, every one of them has said, you know, they're charming. They, they made me feel good in one way yeah, and would put up with it in the other way. And, and, and you know, to me, to me as a Christian, you know, uh, you, you're starting off with your story here. You know, it, it felt like, you, like you said in the beginning, that you didn't know the grace of him. And I feel like that's a lot of people. A lot of people know him, have the head knowledge, and want to try to please him, but don't know him on that kind of relational way. And I, 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 I'm shocked at how many people, just doing this for the last couple months, have reached out to me with that same, that same thing, going, how do I get out of this? And I don't yeah. really know. So, um, you know, I just kind of give what I can, but I, I'm you know, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, I just, that's okay. I, uh, I, you know, again, was just, and I listened to this. I, I don't know your story. I, I kind of try to listen to it blind a little bit. So, um, I'm thankful for you to share this already. So go ahead. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that, that I'm glad that you brought up that grace point because what being someone that knew little about grace, but a lot about Jesus, I, I prayed my goodness that I pray like, but at the same time I was, um, I think I had a a guilt, um, and it was like, you know, well, I've already screwed up, you know, so I'm going to keep screwing up, you know, so why God's already mad at me (laughs) kind of, kind of thing. And I think a lot of people, a lot of, um, people that don't know the grace message of Jesus and and unfortunately even people that are believers, 
that don't know that grace message, they find themselves down a rabbit hole of continuous poor decisions because they keep feeling like, well, I already, I already broke my purity or I already, you know, messed up this bad. And you keep messing up because then you put the more guilt you put on yourself, the worse you treat yourself. So I almost like punished myself in a way, in a weird, in a strange way. It was like, well, I kind of deserve this. It, it was strange, but it, because I was, I was making poor decisions, not just in the relationship by who I chose, but also within the confines of that relationship. Like I said, you know, going outside of sexual purity and drinking and substance abuse and those sorts of things, I kind of was punishing myself for, um, for that and I continued on that path because I felt really bad about myself exactly where Um, Satan wanted you to be exactly so and he has a way of doing that for sure so um I would tell you for I would say about 10 years a good 10 years um till I till I reached about 29 um I started I, I went through that on and off that that cycle that bad cycle and then when I got to about 29 30 years old I was like there has to be a better way and I'll never forget um it happened again and I was like this is the last time and I like fell to my knees and hysterically cried and I was like god you have to help me I don't know what to do and I don't know why I keep doing this and I completely surrendered and I found myself um in a Bay Area community church, um, actually with um, a a boyfriend, his parents were going to that church. And um, he he knew I went to Catholic church, um, and that God was really important to me, because even through all this, I still kept God, as crazy as it sounds, choosing all those things, God was still really important to me. I still went to church on Sunday mornings, hungover. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted that relationship. I knew that, like, I need that I needed God. Like, I knew I loved him, and I knew I needed to pursue him. Um, you felt the longing from God, but didn't know how to fulfill that. Is, is that what you're saying? I guess, yeah. Like, I, I, I just thought if I keep going, something's got to break through, you know? Um, but I just... I just was faithful to God in, in a way, but I ne- didn't, I wasn't opening my mind to an actual relationship. It was, it was more like, um, doing what I was supposed to do. Um, you know, I knew that it, I, I was supposed to go to church on Sunday. Like I said, I had that old Catholic in, way instilled in me. Um, and I knew I loved him. So I kept going, but, um, so anyway, I found myself in, in that, in a non-denominational Christian church and I walked in the doors and a beautiful song, uh, you know, at non-denominational Christian churches, the songs are way different than traditional organ Catholic, Catholic music. And I walked in and this girl had this amazing, like hollow, folky, beautiful voice. And she was singing um, this amazing song called Oceans. And I just cried my eyes out and it was, I didn't even hear a message yet. And I just was like, and I'm a singer. So God knows how to get through to you. And God knew like, you know, that was going to pull me in. That was going to draw me in to, to light that fire underneath of me to keep pursuing and pursue harder. So, um, then the message came and it was all about grace and it gave the definition of grace and talked all about grace. And I was like, I never realized 
that I knew Jesus died on the cross, but I never realized that he died on the cross for my sins and made me pure. And now I am freely forgiven. That's how much he loves me. I don't know how I missed that in Catholic school, but I did. <laughs> it's it's like it, it was all like a story growing up, you know. It was like, oh, he died on the cross, and blah 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 blah. And I, I just, it just never sunk in um, how like I am literally one hundred percent pure because of what he did on the cross for me. So understanding that I was pure and feeling so impure. Um, it made me, it just, it just made me cry. I can't even tell you. I couldn't wait to go back the following Sunday to hear more about how much he loves me and how he wiped the slate clean for me, you know? Um, and then I continuously went to church. I went on a missions trip. Um, I, I still didn't know about, um, purity really wasn't like a huge thing for me at that point. I was, was in a relationship, like I said, and I was, um, not pure at that time with him. And I remember going around the, the, one of the, um, pastors, he was a young guy. He's really cool sideways hat dressed really cool. And to me, purity was like so far off the board at that point. Like I didn't even think people didn't have sex anymore. You know what I mean? I yeah, thought that yeah. was normal that people did, <laughs> you know, that would be strange if somebody at 30 years old in a relationship wouldn't, wouldn't have sex. To me, that was crazy. And when they, when the pastor said, you know, everybody get to know each other in our group and ask one question, um, to each person and we'll answer it to get to know each other more. And I'll never forget. I asked him when it got to him and it was my turn to ask him, I said, what was the best decision you ever made in your life? And I thought he was going to say, Oh, my wife, my two kids. And he said, being sexually pure before marriage. And I never thought in a million years looking at him because he was really like cutting edge. I, and I was that far off that I didn't even think that existed. And I, and he went on to proceed to tell me that, you know, he knew because in his dating with his wife, they were both pure and they could both, they both knew that because through those times of temptation with each other, they were both strong enough to not cross that line that now in their marriage, they have such a deep trust for one another that, you know, if she wants to go on a weekend trip with her girlfriends, she can, if he, you know, has to go with pastors you know somewhere he, he they don't they have this great trust with one another and trust was something that did not exist in my life because of what I went through so that sounded like gold to me as you can imagine and um I was like I want that they're like it just that just took me to the next level and I told my boyfriend at the time you know after I had that experience and came back from the mission trip I said I need to not, we need to stop. Like, this is, this is the right thing to do. We need to trust each other. We need to show each other that when we are apart, we are strong enough to avoid temptation. And, and so we did, and the veil came off and we broke up because sometimes that's the thing that keeps people together when you're really not supposed to be together. Um, so then after that, I decided to, um, stay pure till marriage and, um, I went on a break of dating. Um, I did flub up a little bit with 
you know, dating. I said I was going to wait a year and I, it was like four weeks, four months in and I, this guy was Christian supposedly and blah, 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 blah. Well, that whole thing soured out and I, I was like, oh, I should have stuck to my <laughs> year plan of not dating. And then, so I, I went and I, and I waited another, I would say, you know, I think it was like another eight months or something like that. And, um, I held, held and held strong, held on to my faith, dated Jesus. I had the best time, um, of my life, just, you know, being in relationship, friendship, friendship wise with other Christians and, um, just understanding who I was in Christ, my worth, what I, what God wants me to accept. Um, and I then finally was set up, um, funny enough by Michelle on a date with somebody that she worked with. And, um, we had a lot of people praying for us. Both of us were Christian. Um, he was, um, a year out from a divorce and he had three beautiful children. And, um, we talked on the phone for hours for, you know, uh, for a few weeks. And then we finally went on our first date. We kept our purity. He proposed, um, about six months later, we got married three months after that. And now we have a baby of our own and, um, God has been amazing. <laughs> that, that's awesome. <laughs> so that's my story. And God keeps, you know, bringing in new, um, you know, not to say that I don't have trials, not to say that I don't have hard, hard times. I am learning more about myself in marriage than I am outside of it, you know, how to be Christ-like, because there are ways that I respond, and there are scars from my past that hap- that get get reopened in marriage, and I, but that's just God's way of making, purifying me, healing those places, and making me better. Now, it hurts at the time in marriage, but I, I have become a better person, not just by being single and following God's path, that was a huge thing. But now being married and on God's path, um, I just, he's just making me more like him daily. And he's just really, really, really amazing. Well, he's clearly brought you to a place where he can use you. Um, and it sounds like you're being used in a great way. Uh, you know, although I'm excluded and I guess all other guys are excluded from being <laughs> blessed by you. No, that's okay. I, uh, completely understand that there, there needs to be time when, when gender needs to separate and reflect on their own, but that's amazing. I'm so happy that you could, you could find that path. Um, and you could, you could actually be, um, you used by God in a way when he actually gets a hold of your life and can, can start to, to use you when it's, when it becomes part about being in that relationship and being, being a part of his community and not just, oh, I know about God and I'm going to try to, to appease this, this person in the sky that I just know about. Yeah. And you know what? Um, the reason that it's called what, why it's directed towards women and it's called fabulously flawed is because I was so, so ashamed of my flaws and so ashamed of my mistakes. And I felt so unworthy during those hard times that I kept making myself, um, just, I, I, I mean, I was just, like I said, I was just continuously, it was just getting worse and worse because I didn't know my worth in Christ. And really, I feel like God had, you know, they say that, um, your, your mess is your message. 
And that was my mess. And I think a lot of women don't uh, go through that. I think they go through that and they feel like they're not worthy of goodness. And they are. They're so worthy. Like, they matter because they matter to God. Like, God loves them. They're fearfully and wonderfully made. And, you know, if that's my purpose, to, to, to make them realize that they're flawed, but they're fabulous, you know? So that's why um, it's kind of directed towards women, because I think um, it's, it's needed for other women to encourage other women. That's amazing. And, and thankful for doing that because, you know, as guys out there, you know, we definitely butt up against, against, you know, women that have flaws and we have flaws and sometimes they don't work, especially if, if we don't recognize them, you know, I, I'm, I know I've, I've said this before. I don't know if it's on the podcast or not, but what makes us a Christian is not that we don't mess up, but it's what we do afterwards. It's the next step afterwards. David, yeah. David was one of the most flawed people in the Bible, and he's called a man after God's own heart because of his reaction to figuring out how he messed up. Yeah. I mean, that's what makes us, that's what makes us, that's what makes us part of God's kingdom is, is not that we don't fail, not that we, we are perfect by any means. It's, it's our reaction to those times when we mess up and how we can use that for his benefit. So give us the name of the website again. So, um, <laughs> It's kind of difficult. So it's fab, like fabulous, fab, fit, as in fitness, flawed, F-L-A-W-E-D, mom.com, fabfitflawedmom.com. Well, I appreciate you sharing that story. So here at Amazed by God, we kind of end with two questions. And the first is, is there any Bible character, story, or verse that has touched you in your life? So I heard you ask Michelle that on her on the podcast, and I thought, my gosh, like, there are so many times I read the Bible, and I'm like, I am her, I am him, I'm, th- I'm that, you know, and it's like, and I know that you want to hear a narrowed down person, but it's so hard for me, like, I so relate to, you know, Sarah, because I didn't have children for so long. I so relate to the woman at the well who had five husbands, you know, and then once she saw, once she saw Jesus, she told the whole town, you know, about him. I'm that, I'm her, you know, I'm Paul who wants to live, you know, crazy for Jesus. So it's like, from I mean, I even named my son Silas because of Paul and Silas in the jails just proclaiming the gospel till the walls fell. Like, I feel like I can relate to so many of the characters in the Bible, and I continue to the more I read, the more the more people I dig into. So I can't really can't narrow give it down the one, one person. You gave you gave me some there. I love that you <laughs> named your son Silas because of that. I named my son Noah, and it has a very biblical reason as well too, uh, not yeah. just because he's a name in the Bible, but but because of the story there. Oh, um, I love that story. That, I was like, darn, my, my in-laws kid's name is Noah. If we had <laughs> another boy, I'd name him Noah. <laughs> I'll explain it to you off, off air at some point, if you'd like, uh, my story behind Noah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's great. And then we, we, we end with the question is music moves the soul, uh, Christian or non-Christian song that has been touched by you that you like to share with our listeners. So as, as, I shared my testimony that song oceans is the one that pulled me in and will ever will forever be ingrained in my heart 
um, I, we, my husband and I actually at our wedding, that's what um, the wedding party walked down to was Oceans by Hillsong. And in that song, it says, I am yours and you are mine. And that line to me to know that I am his and he is mine is just super powerful. So um, it's, that's got to be it for me. Well, there you have it. Uh, Oceans, uh, you can look that up on YouTube or on your iTunes or wherever you find music uh, by Hillsong and, and plenty of other people have covered it. It's a great That's song. That's true. They have. <laughs> so, it's Jill, thank you for coming on to the podcast. I appreciate this story and I know plenty of people will be touched and encouraged by it. And for Amazed by God, uh, uh, I'm your host, Mark Stitchin. Uh, we're brought to you by Through God's Library and we'll see you next Monday. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star rating and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for listening.